Hello and welcome to the Sensei of Wellness podcast with your host, certified health coach, John Versaletto. John is not a trained medical professional and the information in this program should not be considered medical advice, nor is it intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always seek medical advice with a licensed healthcare provider before starting any healthcare program or diet. Please read our full disclaimer on our website at senseiofwellness.com slash disclaimer. Welcome to the Sensei of Wellness podcast, episode one. This first podcast will be a short explanation of Sensei of Wellness and myself, John Versaletto. We will talk about the podcast itself and what we're looking to do, as well as general health and wellness basics. But in general, this podcast is a placeholder for the beginning of the podcast. So I have a place to put all the episodes and get it all set up. Plenty to talk about today, so let's get started. Okay, so once again, welcome to the first episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I guess I want to start off with a little bit of background as to how I became a certified health and wellness coach. Uh, First of all, my name is John Brissoletto. I am a certified health and wellness coach, and I go by the name Sensei of Wellness. That kind of came about because I was working with my sister, actually, and um, I gave her a few things to do, and her response was, yes, sensei, uh, kind of sarcastically, and so that kind of stuck. I said, you know what? That's not a bad idea, and I think so I kind of named my, uh, my company Sensei Wellness. Anyway, uh, it all started, I've always kind of felt the need to help people um, heal. I guess I should have become a doctor when I was younger, but I hated school, so I didn't want to go to school. But I've always kind of felt like I should be in that area to help people heal. But I was always drawn to more natural approaches and not typical medical things, you know, more um, holistic, but even sometimes spiritual and, um, uh, you know, maybe even on the realm of shamanism and things like that, although that's not the way I work and that's not what I'm talking about now. But um, I've always felt a little esoteric in that area, so to speak. Anyway, I was uh, I was at a retreat. It was a, um, a Christian retreat. And there were talks consistently throughout the the three days that we were on this retreat. But every time there was a speaker, I felt like I had to get up and go to the bathroom after the speaker was done. On the tables, they had candy and they had water bottles and uh, pitchers of water, actually. And I kept eating the candy and I'd get so thirsty and I'd wind up having to eat, drink the water. So I drank the water and then I'd have to go to the bathroom. So I'd go to the bathroom and I'd come back and I'd, then the whole process would start again. I just kept getting so thirsty and drinking water and then having to go to the bathroom about every 45 minutes to an hour. So I knew something was wrong uh, that had never happened before. It kind of came out of the blue. Uh, 
So I, after the retreat weekend, I went to the doctor and my doctor said, it sounds like you have diabetes. So they checked me out and sure enough, my A1C was 11.4, which is very high for those of you who are in the know about diabetes and things. It's, it's fairly high, pretty high. Anyway, uh, my doctor put me on meds and over time I started to have side effects and things. So I decided to take a more natural approach. I decided that, you know, diabetes was not something to play with. My grandfather had diabetes. He actually lost his leg because of diabetes. So because of all this, I got a little scared and decided that there had to be a better way than just insulin injections and medication. Luckily, I was not on insulin yet. Um, So long story short, I changed my diet, changed my outlook, uh, gradually reduced my medication. My A1C went down to 6.4 and I was without any medications at all because I had reduced them to the point where I went off of them. And within six months, I was down to a 6.4, my A1C. I stayed off the medications for at least a year. Um, And I decided that I wanted to teach others what I did. The intent was not to say, this is how you do it. The intent was to say, this is what I did. This is what worked for me. And so I held a class. People that I knew, uh, people part of groups that I belong to and I had about 30 to 40 people that night as I remember and most people loved it they thought it was great they thought it made a lot of sense what I told them to do at the time um, but I did have two friends there who did not agree one friend um, basically called me out and said that what I was teaching was not healthy, uh, which was not true, because what I was teaching was actually from a book that a doctor had written. So it was not unhealthy in my mind, nor in that doctor's mind. Um, I don't know where she got that from, because nothing I said would have led her to believe it was unhealthy. It wasn't like I was saying, well, only eat meat or you know, or anything drastic like that. It was, it was basically a common sense approach. Um, but she didn't like that. I said, I said something like, I don't remember the exact wording, but something like, um, if this plan makes sense to you and you want to try a more natural approach to remove your medications or reduce your medications, talk to your doctor about it. I always make sure that I stress that you must work with your doctor always, especially if you're on medications, because you have to, if you're going to plan on reducing your medications uh, with diabetes, if you all of if your blood sugar goes low, you have a problem. So if you're, if you're eating well and your blood sugar is starting to go low from that and you're on medications and not adjusting them properly, then you could have a serious issue. So I always made sure to say, you need to check with your doctor and you need to work closely with your doctor so that you can work to reduce your medications as you get better from the diet. So long story short, uh, I, I did say, if you're, if this is your philosophy and this is what you want to do and your doctor answers you by saying something like, 
that's ridiculous. None of that stuff works or none of that crap works is probably the time that the thing that I used. And this came from experience because one doctor that I had talked to and worked with actually said that to me. And I said, well, and then it, maybe it's time to find another doctor. Now, what I meant was someone who plans, <clears throat> who agrees more with your philosophy or at least allows the possibility that natural um, nutrition and things will help you and can help you to get better and to get healthy um, or at least have an open mind about it and is willing to work with you. If they're not willing to work with you, but that's what you want to do, then you just need to find another doctor that will. Not once did I say, don't go to a doctor or get rid of your doctor and don't see another one. I always spoke about going to a doctor and working with a doctor because that's very important. Uh, with that said, I do want to say that um, I am not a medical professional. I am not a doctor, a nurse, a nurse practitioner, or anything like that. I am a certified health coach. And the reason why I became a certified health coach is because that same night, a different friend who was a little more open to it, but he said to me, you know, you really should not be giving medical advice if you're not a doctor or at least some kind of certified health professional. And I kind of thought about that. And I, you know, in my mind, I was really just telling my story. I wasn't really giving health advice. I was just telling my story as to what I did myself that helped me. And so um, I, but I kind of agreed with what he was saying and I understood what he was saying. He was saying, if you wanted to be taken seriously, not that the plan was bad, but if you wanted to be taken seriously, you need to have some kind of credentials. So I became a certified health coach. I went back, uh, studied, and became a certified health coach. And ever since, I have been helping people in many areas of their health and wellness. I've helped people lose weight. I've helped people become metabolically healthy. Their, their blood tests have been much, much better. I've helped people reduce their medications and eliminate their medications in some instances. Uh, and I even helped um, someone to get pregnant. So um, I am, but all in all, still do, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be. And I always tell my clients to work closely with their doctor, especially if they have specific issues and are on medication. But with that said, um, there are some general philosophies that I go with uh, based on books that I've read. And I've read tons of books, tons of research uh, on general health and wellness, as well as diabetes and other specific ailments and things. Um, but my general philosophy is that you need to get well as a whole. I believe in holistic medicine, um, which can have two different meanings, but the one that I'm utilizing now at the moment, uh, talking about now is holistic as in taking your whole body into consideration. And what I mean by that is, you know, everyone has issues uh, that need to be worked on, but if you work to fix a symptom, rather than fix the underlying issue, you're not getting healthier. You're just covering up the issue. So for instance, if you have back pain and you take a pill, morphine or whatever to cover up the back pain, yes, you're gonna feel better 
for a little while, your pain's going to go away. But you're not fixing the issue. Um, you know, fixing the issue would be to either go to a chiropractor or to have spinal surgery or, um, you know, whatever, uh, wear a brace, wh wh whatever it would take to actually heal you. Um, so that's what I look for. I look to help people to uh, kind of heal their body as a whole, although I don't treat, heal, or diagnose um, any diseases specifically. I just help you to balance your body out and to help you to um, to do the things, you know, even do the things that your doctor told you you need to do if that's the route you want to go. But um, it's my job to help you to follow those guidelines. So that's what I do as a health coach. And that's my general philosophy. And so within all of that, there are general truths that need to be um, followed. I think for nearly everyone, they should be following a very simple diet um, that follows these guidelines. Now, there are more specifics and there's a lot more to it than this, but that's not the purpose to this particular episode of the podcast. As time goes on, we will go more into each one of these steps and each one of these things more in depth and give you more specific guidelines. But in general, the philosophy is this. You eat real whole foods, no processed foods. The, they used to call this um, diet kind of thing the jerk, jerk diet. What jerk stood for just eat real food. And that's true. I mean, we've gotten away in this society over the years of eating real whole foods. Everything is processed. No matter, you know, no matter where you go, it's hard unless you just go to the supermarket and buy real whole foods and cook them every single night. It is really hard to just eat real whole foods. You, you know, I say it's easy, but it's really not that easy. It's hard not to eat any processed foods. There are some processed foods that are better than others and so on. And we'll get into what processed foods are and so on and what real foods are as we go further uh, into different episodes of the podcast. You need to remove sugar and especially sugar substitutes from your diet, except for stevia and a few others, erythritol and things like that. So um, that's what you should be having in place of sugar. And that's it. Um, and you really should try to get used to not having things so sweet in your life. Uh, reduce your carb intake. All your carbs should come from vegetables and fruits. All of your carbs should come from vegetables and fruits and other whole foods that might have some carbs in it. You do not need carbs, just for the record. You need protein, but you do not need carbs to live, but you do need protein to live. As such, you don't need to have a one pound steak or a pound of bacon every single day. That's not what I mean by protein. That's not well, it's what I mean by protein, but I don't mean that amount of protein. You need, you know, four to six ounces, um, you know, a small steak, things like that. Now, some doctors will tell you, some doctors who are more holistically, um, have a more holistic philosophy, uh, and a more nutritional based will tell you four to six ounces per meal. Some will tell you four to six ounces per day. I don't know which of the answer is. I tend to kind of go in the middle. I don't 
have six ounces per meal, um, but I don't have six ounces in a day either. I kind of fall somewhere in between that. Um, you need to increase your intake of healthy fats. The low fat diet is gone. It has been proven to be a disaster and has done more damage to the health of this nation than any other thing probably in the world aside from maybe the intake of sugar um, and, and processed foods. But the, the low fat craze was probably the worst thing that we could have done. Fat does not cause fat uh, and f your body needs fat just like your body needs cholesterol, which we will get into in a, in a later episode, um, your body needs fat. It needs healthy fat. It does not need unhealthy fat, and actually unhealthy fat is harmful. So in another episode, we will go over what's healthy fat and what's not healthy fat. Just to give you an example, olive oil, coconut oil, butter, those are healthy fats, not unhealthy fats. Some unhealthy fats are nut oils, vegetable oils, uh, and things like canola oil and things like that. Do not deep fry your foods, regardless of the fat. If you're going to, it has to be in healthy fat, but regardless of the fat, don't deep fry foods. That does not mean you can't saute in oil. That does not mean you can't, you know, um, put a little oil in a pan to brown a chicken cutlet. Um, you can do that and then stick it in the oven. Um, although you shouldn't have the breadcrumbs, but that's that's another whole issue. So um, no processed foods means that includes breadcrumbs and because that includes no carbs with the exception of real whole food carbs. And bread is a processed food. Okay, we're getting off track here. So uh, seven and eight are non-nutritional related. The first one is leave at least a 12-hour window of not eating, preferably 14 to 16 hours. So work your way up. Start uh, writing down the last meal that you have at night, what time that is, what time you finish eating, and do not start eating anything, zero calories, until past that time in the morning. So for instance, if you finish eating at 7 o'clock at night, do not eat until at least seven o'clock the next morning. Speaking of calories, we are not on a low calorie diet. That's not healthy for us. That's not to say we should eat 12,000 calories a day either, but a low calorie diet is not good for you either. And there's reasons for that, which we will get into on some episode when we talk about that. So leave at least a 12 hour non-eating window and preferably more each and every day. And finally, exercise. So let's talk about exercise just for a minute. I need you to exercise for your health. I don't need you to go crazy with your exercise. Exercise for your health is, is very important. And what I mean by exercise is walking or bicycling or any non-strenuous exercise. You should also you know, tone your muscles, work out a little bit. Doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to lift tons of weights. Although, um, we will get, when we get into exercise, my philosophy is you're better off lifting a lot of weight, uh, less repetitions, less times than small weights, a lot of repetitions. But 
you know, I, I also don't want you to hurt yourself. So that kind of, you have to balance that out as well. Um, but what I mean by that also is you should not exercise for weight loss. There is no reason to exercise for weight loss. As a matter of fact, it can be harmful. If you exercise so much that that's how you're losing weight, in other words, you're not changing your diet, you're only losing weight by exercising, that causes two problems. Number one, you're probably exercising too much because it's very hard to out-exercise a Big Mac and a large fry and a big gulp. So if you exercise for weight loss and that's the only thing you're doing and you're losing weight, then first of all, you're not getting healthy because you're still eating crap, um, most likely. Second thing is it, you may be doing exercise too strenuously, in which case you could hurt yourself. And then if you hurt yourself, you um, will gain weight because if that's the only reason you're losing weight, you're going to gain the weight back when you have to stop exercising. If you break your leg and you can't exercise, now you're going to gain the weight back again. So exercise is not the right way to lose weight. That's not to say you should not exercise for health. And it's also not to say you should not exercise to enhance your weight loss. So there, you know, nutritionally, you lose weight through food that you eat. It's also the healthier way to lose weight. It's also the way you get nutrients in your body, which is the way you become healthier. So eat the food, eat real whole foods, exercise for your health, but not for weight loss. Okay, so obviously there's plenty more to discuss on the topic and we will cover each of those things as well as many others in future episodes. And that reminds me, what will the podcast include in the future? So I have plans to do many, many things, but in general, I want to do a podcast weekly. I plan to have it uh, released weekly. I'm not sure of the day of the week yet. You'll find out when you get this particular episode. <laughs> most likely it will be either um, early, you know, early in the week, most likely Monday morning or Tuesday morning, something like that. Um, and it will include different topics, such as what we talked about today, but it will be a lot of information on a specific topic. So each episode will be a specific topic that um, we're going to dive deeper into each and every week. Aside from specific topics, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to have Q&A, listener Q&A questions. So I uh, will tell you shortly how to go about submitting your questions to me. You can do it on Facebook, You can, but I prefer if it's audio so I can play your actual question and then answer it. The episodes will be fairly short, especially Q&A episodes and um, things like book reviews and product reviews, and also even deep dive episodes. Those may be a little longer depending on what we're actually discussing. But in general, I want to keep the episodes fairly short so that you can listen to them without too much trouble. If it's a you know two-hour episode, you're not going to want to listen to it. Um, even a one-hour episode is too long. So I'm hoping to keep them between 15 and 30 minutes. Interviews with um, experts will probably be longer. Those will probably be somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes. But other than that, I would really like to keep the episodes uh, somewhere around 
15 to 20 minutes if possible. Okay. Love to hear what you think about the podcast. I really appreciate you listening. Please give it a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from, whatever podcast uh, software you're using. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Um, you can also listen and access on our website at senseiofwellness.com. I guess I should spell that. Some people don't know how to spell sensei. S-E-N-S-E-I of wellness. Hopefully you know how to spell that, dot com. Um, and I think that pretty much is it. If you have any suggestions for the show or you want to leave a question, um, please go to the website at www.senseiofwellness.com slash podcast. And there will be a place there for you to record a message to me. Uh, there'll also be a phone number for you to call if you can't figure out how to leave a message, if you don't have a microphone on your computer or your phone, which everyone has one on their phone. So I don't know why I just said that, but, <laughs> um, and just so you know, we will leave most of these outtakes in. So this will not be a perfect podcast. Anyway, that wraps up episode one. I hope you enjoyed it. God bless and live healthy, and I will see you next week.